Welcome to It Came From A Podcast. It's May 1st, 2015, and this week, Silent Hills gets canceled. Hearthstone's Blackrock Mountain's Last Wing is now live. Something not so nice happens to Batman. And of course, Avengers Age of Ultron. Ultron. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sergio IM, and joining me is Ricky Kazvan. What's up? How you doing, bud? It's happening, man. You excited? I'm st- I'm stoked. Yeah, how's the environment? It's I'm I'm got hot, gotcha. Super zen right now. All right, so a quick intro to what exactly we're trying to do here. It came from a podcast. is a weekly recap where we curate pop culture for your inner geek. Cause we all have one. Yes, we do. So anything that pops up in our radar, including movies, games, toys, gadgets, and gizmos, and all those things that make our hearts sing, and we then wrap them up in a nice weekly review aside from that we're also planning out some interviews reviews roundtables and much much more a lot a lot a lot more i don't know what that was so on to the main topic avengers age of ultron let me do everyone the favor and butcher the synopsis really quick how quick uh, really really quick and to sum it up tony stark and bruce banner that's the hulk for those of you out there who are no good with names the, the big green one Being the geniuses that they are, decide that creating an AI being is the smartest way to protect the Earth from aliens. And obviously Bruce Banner and Tony Stark have never seen, like, Terminator, Terminator 2. Back to the Future. iRobot. The Little Mermaid. She goes back in time in the the beginning. I I can't tell because... That's the director's cut because I I don't remember that. The new one that they released from the vault. IMAX wasn't that packed, surprisingly enough. Everybody was watching the regular showing. They they totally totally missed out. This is a big movie. Needs to be watched on a big screen, big sound. The, yeah, the sound was amazing. It really makes such a huge difference. You'd be surprised. To be honest, my opinion is probably not the most popular opinion from what I've seen on the interweb and uh, conversations I've had with other people. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I, than I did the first one. Have you seen uh, Agents of Shield? No, but I can act like I did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw all of them. Remember that one part from last last night's episode? The one where Buffy gets, like, attacked that by a vampire? That yeah, one. I remember. The reason I bring it up is because the setup for this movie actually happens on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Tuesday nights on ABC Family. Uh, no. Without the family? The regular one. Okay, good. <laughs> but, like, in a nutshell, Agent Coulson, who, you know, his death is basically the whole catalyst for the Avengers... Avenging. He's actually alive and well in TV land. And he's been gathering information for what he refers to as Theta Protocol. I didn't know to spell that at I all. I did little air quotes there when I said it. Because mm-hmm. um, we don't really know exactly what it is yet. But uh, at the end of uh, last week's episode, this week's episode, uh, he has a conversation with Maria Hill. And we learn that he's discovered Baron Von Strucker's secret base in Sokovia. And that he's housing Loki's staff and... The twins. And so begins the Avengers Age of Ultron. (laughs) So yeah, if you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you should be. And I will. You you definitely, you have to. Yeah, I will. But like, people make the argument that we shouldn't need to be privy to this kind of information in order to watch the movie and understand everything. In every other circumstance, I'd probably agree. I think so too, yeah. But in the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Everything is connected. That's the main reason why the universe was created the way that it was. And like for me, the connective tissue throughout all the mediums, it's, it's part of the fun. It's, it's the funnest part for me. 
spoilers, by the way, Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. showing up out of nowhere. It, it's, it's kind of like, whoa, how did this happen? Had you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you'd kind of have a better understanding of why. And I love how that happens, by the yeah. way. He's just hiding behind a haystack. And you can tell that he was crouched because there's no way if he was standing behind it, you wouldn't see him. You know what I'm- So he just waits. He's like, is that him? Okay. He stands was- up and he goes, this is a good line to say right now. <laughs> how long was he there? He must have been there for a really, <laughs> really Probably long has time. has a sleeping bag back there. Yeah. So we've got some new faces in this movie. Uh, we have Quicksilver, who's played by Aaron Johnson, who mm-hmm. we all know from Kick-Ass. Yes. And we've got one of my favorite characters from the comics, Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, who I refer to as the more talented Olsen sister. Oh, uh, yes. She wasn't in Full House. No, that was, that was the twins. Okay. But, like, anyways, historically, these two started off as villains in the evil brotherhood of mutants with their father, Magneto. Magento. No, Magneto. Before, uh, before joining the good guys and becoming Avengers, but, uh, since Marvel can't use anything X-Men related. Come on, Fox! Because Fox has the movie rights. They kind of have to change the story around a little. So now these two have powers due to Hydra's experimentation on them. So they actually subject themselves to the experimentation from Hydra. They like the rough stuff. They like the rough stuff because of a personal vendetta they have against Tony Stark. I don't want to give away too much in case uh, some of you haven't seen the movie, uh, but that is something to look out to look forward to when when watching. So without giving too much away in case you haven't seen the movie, uh, these two characters have a sort of personal vendetta against Tony Stark which is their reasoning for initially uh, going up against the Avengers. So what'd you think of uh, Pietro and Wanda Maximoff? For the most part, I liked them. I feel like they weren't as powerful as their superhuman abilities made them out to be, uh, which is probably a good thing because it gives them a more grounded human aspect. So you can tell that Quicksilver gets tired. And- which was very cool, and I was not expecting at all but yeah you're right it gives them more of a they're more grounded yeah and scarlet witch sort of has this like she doesn't know how to use her powers that well kind of thing going it's not really you know that obvious but you can tell that she hasn't i think she's still really learning how to use them and i think i think we'll see some cool stuff from her. i mean in the comics she's like one of the most powerful if not arguably the most powerful mutant so I think we're going to see some pretty... Cre- I mean, she controls people's minds, for God's sake. You know, we're going to see some pretty cool stuff, I think, in the future. Hopefully. That'd be pretty cool. Like, rob a bank. And that's as creative as I, I can that, get. That, that's, that's what I would do, I think. Rob a bank and then realize, whoa, I don't want to do this. That's not nice. <laughs> but, um, not nice at all. But- and then we have Mother and Vision. Probably the coolest character in the damn movie. His intro? Amazing. Loved it. Everyone in the crowd either applauded... Or did a weird moan sound. There's a part, I'm not going to say what it is, but there's a part involving Vision and Thor's hammer that is just absolutely nuts. And I think it's like the big <gasps> part of the... Yeah. There, of, was weird. There, was, there was weird, awkward moments of the movie. going all over yeah, the Yeah, I think people yeah. might have fainted, actually. But, uh, yeah, he's basically an android. He's, he's made of synthetic materials. He can uh, manipulate density so he can walk through walls. It's always a good... And shove his hands through robots, grab their heart, and tear them out. I'm not saying that's what happens. Spoilers! Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. He also shoots cool 
lasery optic beam thingies out of his forehead. Yeah, like most people. Like like most like most people. Um, he does some really really cool stuff in the movie. He looks very cool. I couldn't tell. I was trying to to figure it out while watching the movie. I couldn't tell if it was makeup or uh or it's CGI. Definitely a suit mixed with makeup. I think it's a little bit of a little bit some, of both, right? Some nice comp. Yeah, I haven't really seen visually any kind of superhero like that, and and then even like like Superman. He's like half CGI in most of the movies he's in, and like does not look as cool as Vision did. And he looks naked, pretty much, with a cape. But he's ripped though, and healthy. Like he's been juicing. <laughs> he's gonna have a a very big role to play in uh, Infinity War, which is uh, the next Avengers movie, uh, which will be based on the Infinity Gauntlet arc from the comics. Um, I just call it the Golden Glove. It's just much easier to remember. Infinity Gauntlet sounds so much cooler though. Yeah, but. If you have to, you know, remember it for reference, and you don't know, you just say the Golden Glove. Most people go, oh, yeah. Infinity I don't Glove. I don't like that. Yeah. But, you, you know. call it Golden Glove, I'll call it Infinity Anyways, Glove. Anyways, with that being said. <laughs> I'm going to show you something beautiful. You know what's beautiful? Is this guy's voice. Voicing Ultron, we have James Spader. And you may know him from some of the shows he's worked on, such as Robert California in The Office. That's the theme song from The Office. Oh. Uh, the Stargate movie <laughs> with Kurt Russell, and most recently, The Blacklist. Um, and he was also in a bunch of other roles here and there. Uh, pretty in pink, right? Um, yes, he was the rich, one of the rich playboys. Hey, don't date that girl. She doesn't have the monies. That's not his accent at all. <laughs> is, he, uh, is he Latin American? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. In the, in the, I don't know. No, no, he's not. He also co-starred in Mannequin. Your favorite movie. Um, sometimes. It depends. You have to be in the right mood. And it's sad to say that I know that, by the way. But uh, I think it's even worse that he has that in his movie resume or his IMDb listing. Anyways, in an interview, Joss Whedon said, quote, Spader was my first and only choice. He's got that hypnotic voice that can be eerily calm and compelling, but he's also very human and humorous. I think we need to hear another Ultron clip. Oh, I got this one here. There are no strings on me. I've got no strings to hold me down. Yes, little do people know that Ultron is actually Pinocchio. And so next Avengers movie, you know who to expect, um, if that makes any sense. But yeah, they actually had clips from the Disney movie at one point. When it's fading away, you can hear the you know Pinocchio from the Disney movie singing along to that. And I think Disney's maybe subliminally telling us that there's a live-action Pinocchio movie coming. Yeah. Marvel grew some ears, some rounded ears, you know? <laughs> Oh man, this is Joss Whedon's last Marvel movie. We're losing him to, I have no idea what, but uh, Jurassic Land Seven. Yeah. Or whatever I said. So he's been like he's he's been the guy who's been able to handle all these characters in one movie without it being uh too over the top or crazy like Spider Man Three, or the Amazing Spider Man Two. Man, how do you feel about him leaving? Um, it's sad because I no longer know what to expect for the next one. It is pretty sad, but, uh, the Russo brothers are directing, uh, the next Avengers movie, Infinity War, based on the Infinity Gauntlet arc, and they directed, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, which is probably the best Marvel movie and the most important Marvel movie because it completely changed the landscape to what it is now. Um, so they definitely know what they're doing. Yeah, it's like the perfect comparison from how America sees 007. Oh, let's do 007. Yeah, it's like a cold Crazy war. colored outfit. Yeah. Guns everywhere. Impossible things happening all the time. That's that's our approach towards 007. 
So, uh, just to sum it up, what were your favorite... Why should people go and watch Avengers Age of Ultron? Most likely because they have nothing better to do. I mean, what's better than watching Avengers Age of Ultron? Not much of anything. No, but uh, there's some really, really cool action pieces with the whole group. Uh, There's one shot in particular toward the end of the movie um, where they're kind of all together. You've got this crazy 360 shot going around. They're all using their powers. It's crazy. Um, just, just, for, just for those fan moments alone, I, I definitely recommend uh, going to see the movie. It's very fun. Um, it's funny. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of emotions. It was pretty. It was pretty fun. It I was. Uh, I I loved every second of it. It was so over the top, and I can see why people dislike the Marvel universe because they feel like uh, it's taking away from what cinema theater should be. But. I, I personally don't care because it's I don't care either, man. It's, it. it's fun. It's a popcorn flick. You shouldn't expect anything other than, 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 than that kind of movie. Yeah, if you like loud noises, go watch it. And robots. Yeah, man. This whole movie, honestly, it's a... I think it's a setup. It's a setup for, for Phase 3, for, for Civil War, for Infinity War. Like, it's... There are some really, really cool things coming uh, from, from Marvel. And I, I cannot wait to see what comes next. And, man... We'll talk about that later. So we won't spoil it. Go out and watch it. Bring someone. Uh, cheer along with those next to you. And remember that life is beautiful. So with that being said, moving on to cool things we like, but we don't yet have a title for. We'll figure it out eventually. One day. One day. Ten episodes in, maybe. So Sergio, what's your cool thing for the week? Uh, my cool thing for the week is the Marvel Collector Core subscription box and it is bi-monthly and each one is $25 they're valued the contents are valued at $50 and it is awesome I have more of that covered on it came from a box which I will plug at the end of the episode but I can't wait for that video by the way I can't I can because it's oof, so, it's, a work. <laughs> it's a lot so anyways what's your cool thing for the week so uh if you saw Avengers Age of Ultron in IMAX we were treated to like a eight nine minute uh clip from Disney's next movie uh, Tomorrowland. Amazing. It looks amazing. It looks really, really good. It's one of my most anticipated movies. But anyways, they actually released a, a, a novel that served as a prequel to the movie. It's called Before Tomorrowland. It's written by Jeff Jensen, Damon Lindelof, and Brad Bird, who wrote and directed the movie, respectively. And it's illustrated by Jonathan Case. Uh, it basically sets up the world for this movie. It takes place about... 60 70 years before the movie actually starts and it has to do with plus ultra who uh they're a secret society uh composed of some of history's like most famous figures nikola uh, Nikolai tesla amelia Earhart, albert einstein and they basically are the ones who discover the, te- the technology to cross over into the other world known as tomorrowland so if you plan on watching tomorrowland go and pick that book up it's really cool is it actually good it is very good i finished it yesterday it's got a comic book at the end which uh-huh. is, it's a comic book that the character in the story reads and it kind of sets them on a journey. It's really, really cool. Pick like it up, that. man. I'm telling like you, really it. cool. I like it. All right, well, that's our cool things. And uh, we'll come up with a title next episode. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. And our next topic comes to us courtesy of the Clown Prince of Crime. <laughs> <laughs> What's awesome is that that laugh is it's it's sort of awkward it's sort of long spoilers batman is dead 
No, he's not. He's dead. No. So Scott Snyder, who took over Batman writing duties uh, when the new 52 launched, has decided to kill Batman and the Joker in a glorious fight to the death at the end of Batman number 40. How many times has he died now? I think that's probably a lot. He died a little bit before the reboot, came back, and now he's dead again. But according to Scott Snyder, he's going to be gone for a while. A while or until, like, the reboot? Uh, well, we'll see. And uh, he says it, it may be the best idea he's had, and it may be the worst idea that he's had. So, time. I think it's pretty cool. Scott Snyder, since he took over, has been able to... Uh, he's really stirred things up, especially with this last arc and game. He, he almost gave the Joker, he basically gave the Joker a new origin story, insinuating that he's been around uh, since the founding of Gotham and even before. Um, he discovered, well, he insinuates that he discovered uh, a substance that has healing properties similar to that of the Lazarus Pit, and that's why he's been able to survive all these fights that he's had with Batman. So and, wait, Lazarus Pit, that's like Fountain of Youth? Basically. Uh, in, the, in the DC Universe, Ra's al Ghul uses it, that's why he's been around for all these years. Um, but due to that, that's why Joker has survived every fight that we we've we've thought he's dead, but he's not. Uh, but then the way that it ends, it kind of it kind of ends on a is he really immortal? Is he not? Uh, we don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But um, yeah, body it, double. It, Batman it, body double. That's what it is. Batman body double. No, but it, it's 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 kind of it's it's so creepy the way that it it happens. They get into this huge fight. Um, they both end up lying on the floor, bleeding out, talking to each other, almost as friends. It's really creepy. But yeah, Batman's gone, and uh, there's a new Batman in town. Oh, Alfred. That would be awesome, but no. Batgirl. Nah, you're getting, cl- you're getting close. You're getting very close. Robin. No, you're, you're getting colder now. Um, it's Commissioner James Gordon. Ex-Commissioner James Gordon, actually. He's no longer the commissioner. Yeah, uh, shaved off the mustache, grew a mohawk, and now he's Batman. So wait, how, why the mohawk? Is he in a suit? It's 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 Gotham's latest fashion trend, apparently. But why? I mean, it, you can't see it. He's in like a in suit. a. Is he wearing a suit? From what I've seen, I haven't read it. Has the issue comes out in June? But from what I've seen, he uh, he's like it's like this Robotech, armorized kind of bat suit. We'll we'll find out. I don't know. I don't know. I think the mohawk doesn't make any sense if you're wearing a suit. I'm just mm. upset about that. So while we're on the topic of Batman, what do you think of the Batman versus Superman trailer? What is it? Is it Batman V? It's not versus. It's uh, V. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Batman. What do you think of the Batman V trailer? Uh, Dawn of Justice. I, I don't think know. The official I feel like Batman's becoming Iron Man and Superman is just crying about everything. Do you bleed? I you will. Yeah, it's uh, they they want to hide. I, I thought they were gonna get away from the whole Christian uh Bale thing, but I, I guess I guess not. No, I'm gonna be Batman. I'm gonna be honest. I actually don't mind Ben Affleck uh as Batman. I think he's gonna make a great Bruce Wayne. I just there's nothing about the movie that excites me. At least from the the, the teaser trailer. It's a teaser. You have to give it time for the actual full trailer so we can at least know what the plot may be. Now I, I my whole my whole issue is that you know Marvel took the time to set up their universe and DC is kind of just like, oh, hey, let's throw all these characters into a movie. Pretty tired. I to, feel like they're playing catch up. To be honest, we could spend an hour or two hours on this. So I think this is a, this will be a good topic maybe down the line for a, to bring up for a later podcast. Or crumbs, as we're calling or them. Or crumbs, crumbs. Crumbs. We're going to sell that in the end. 
All right, coming up next in the world of games. Black Rock Mountain, a Hearthstone adventure. That's right. The Last Wing in Hearthstone's Black Rock Mountains now open, and it is a huge pain in the neck. The bosses are insanely creative, but so much fun to play, and, you know, it's just really... You have to customize your decks. That's all it is. If you don't, you won't get through it. I'm very stubborn. I got stressed out. I stopped for like a little bit and got back into it. Hey, can you play this out one more time? Black Rock Mountain, a Hearthstone adventure. Just great. It reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean. More exotic. More exotic. Makes me want to go to Disney ride the ride. So for those, uh, for those people like me who don't know about this game too much, can you give us kind of the basics? I think the best way to summarize it is that it is a mixture of Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's a card game. It's a card game, and they try to keep it as simple as possible. And if you're new to it or are interested in it, you should try it. It is free to play, and pretty much that means you can play for free with a basic deck, and you can add cards to it using gold or actual money. And it gets very addictive to the point that you'll probably end up putting some money into it, like almost anyone has. It's, so you said it was free to play, right? Yeah. You can just go download it and you're good? You, yeah, exactly. You can just start from, you know, scratch. So go download it, try it. You have nothing to lose but your money. We should uh, we should Twitch us playing the game. We will very soon. It'll, it'll basically be how <laughs> us showing you how not to play the game. Yeah. Do what we don't and you'll be successful. There you go. This just in, something very sad happened in the world of video games this week. So this is a complete heartbreak. Like my my heart, it is broken in my chest. It is horrible. But yes, wow. I will be coming back and I'm bringing my new toys with me. Um, no, you won't because you're canceled. That's right. Silent Hills is canceled. Collaboration between Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro, it would have starred The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus, is no more. Hideo Kojima has left Konami uh, for reasons we do not know, and this game is going with him. He will still, they will still release the new Metal Gear Solid game, though. Of course, but not the one thing that they teased in a demo, which was PT, of course. And people went crazy for it. People try to find every little detail in it and every little secret or, you know, the way that you would activate the ending. And now, after all that time, and it is no longer That alive. demo is one of the scariest things I have ever played in my life. I, If you haven't played... Well, I was about to say if you haven't played it, download it. But you can't because guess what? They pulled PT as well. You cannot download it anymore. So I'm pretty sure this is going to piss off a lot of people because that was the biggest tease you could possibly imagine. You play through the demo, PT, and then you're left with all these clues and questions and it sounds amazing and you're looking forward to it. And then right as it gets to that moment where you want to hear more news about it, they just say it's gone. To be honest though, I played, I made a huge mistake. I played this game at like 1am in the morning. It was pitch black in my apartment. I put the sound all the way up, scared the crap out of me. I cannot even begin to imagine what an entire video game like that would have been. I probably would have died of a heart, of a heart attack. Yeah, what I do is I play like a Disney movie on another <laughs> monitor, and I open the shades to, to let the sun in, and I turn on all the lights, and I lock the doors in case someone walks <laughs> you in. Got the little mermaid, it's much easier little that mermaid singing in the background while you're playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that way you can say, no, it wasn't that scary. <laughs> Man, that would have been great to play, but uh, it's gone. 
that's fine. I hope, I hope, I hope we get a little bit more of information as to what happened there. And who knows, maybe, uh, maybe the project will come back in one way or another in the future. Here's, here's hoping. Yeah, that's all we can do. So that's it for the week, folks. Once again, I'm Sergio A.M. And I'm Ricky Kazan reminding you to... Go watch Pinocchio. That I've got amazing. no strings. The whole amazing thing. movie. The animation, just lovely, gorgeous. I mean, you can watch it with your family. Beautiful film. Go watch it. If you want to hear more, listen to our crumbs, which is pretty much all the other stuff we talked about that we couldn't cram into this particular episode. So check out the show description or head to our website for more info on that. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, which I hope you do, the best way is to subscribe and share. Tell your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of. We'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.